When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I guess it was a little noisy, I'm Mike, that's Tommy Hey, what's up everyone? That's Kevin What's up y'all? Thanks for tuning in, thanks for spreading the word, thanks for being here Thanks for doing all that you do uh, Tommy and Kevin are actually not here right now They, uh, I just edited in their voices for the intro I am sitting alone in my empty apartment or studio, and we were going to pod this week, but things got wild. We couldn't pod, and with the schedule we have coming up, we wanted to get a pod out. So here's the plan for the next couple weeks. This week is going to be a best of the quack question. Now, the quack question was one of the greatest innovations of the quack attack in 2015. We love getting your questions. We love talking about your questions. We loved hearing things we hadn't thought of, so it felt only right to honor the best of those and honor the best of the best, actually. So what's going to happen is you can listen to all the quack questions, and then you'll be able to vote for your favorite quack question. And everyone that you hear is going to be eligible in the poll, as well as Tom Knopf at tknopf underscore. Because he asked a quack question, which turned into a whole episode on who would win the Mighty Ducks Hunger Games. So I felt like he should be involved. So that is what's going on for this week. The polls will be open till the end of the year. I'm not sure what the winner's going to get yet. But it will be something, probably. And next week, we're taking off for the holidays. Go spend it with your family. Uh, if you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah. There's no rule against you spending December 25th with your family either, so do that. And then the following week, we should be back in some form or fashion. We should be good to go from there. Right now, listen, enjoy, vote at thequacktech.com, and here we go. Up first is the quack question from at Wolf Chele. Came in episode 45. That's a good one. This one goes out to Hannah. Uh, the 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 Twitter handle is uh, Wolf Wolf Chile. I don't know how to. I I I, I don't know how else to say that. Um, Mike will put it in the show notes. Um, and this is, uh, we're, we might need to be very careful here, guys. But uh, the question is: Is anyone on the team secretly gay? So I'll let Mike kick things off here. Very good question. Solid question. I think we can eliminate some right away. Gay Jermaine. Uh, I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a hot take. <laughs> okay. No. Remember oh, no. you said you had to be careful, so please do. Oh, no. Let's well, just hear yeah. Gay Jermaine right now. No, I, I just want to say maybe he's trying a little too hard. Like Maybe he is gay. He's like trying really hard. I just think he's a teenage boy. You know. Well, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. <laughs> so you think he's trying no, I don't to, think to he's hide the fact. Gay. Go ahead, continue, Mike. All I right. just wanted that hot take to get out. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm glad it's out there. 
I guess. Um, Conway, uh, I mean, goes after Linda right there. Yeah, and D3 goes after Linda. You got... Uh, uh, Mendoza is, is girl crazy. Yeah. Men- oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't know. I think that's, like, overcompensating. He's, no. I don't know. He's making out with head cheerleader, and he's, like, going after and, like, under the table, like, looking up panties and stuff. Yeah, he's a perv. He's not like talking about, hey, let's go scope some chicks. He's like smooth and silent about it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And then obviously you got Moreau on the other side. And then I think it's been established there was some tension there between Julie the Cat and Scooter. Yeah, that's so got to eliminate her as well. So, I mean. Maybe Averman. He never really has any sort of love interests. Well, no one. Like, like, yeah. Most of the team doesn't have a love interest. I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, Banks? I can see that. Yeah, maybe yeah. It's, that's why he's so quiet in D3, because he's, he's got these inner demons, he's conflicted. And uh, I think everyone on the team would be okay with him, of course, as is, uh, as is correct. Just put that out there. There's nothing wrong with being gay. True that. And then, I mean, you look down the list, you look at... Uh, I mean, Carp doesn't really know what girls are. <laughs> well, actually, no. In D1, he goes, he, when they oh, find those yeah. dirty magazines, they're like, the Sears catalog, whatever it is. He's like, look, gee, it's your mom. And so Carp obviously knows what, like, women look like. That's a, I mean, when you look at that, that Sports Illustrated. Sports and, and he did, like, run off to it, and he was, like, really eager to open it. So, like, yeah. Carp, you know, so probably Carp, okay. I mean, Averman was in that same kind of group there that was looking at, at the, uh, the magazines. No, it was Peter who said, "Look, look at your mom." Yeah, Carp was enthusiastic about. Carp was trying to trying to make it a business. He was <laughs> yeah. trying to like first looks free and then whatever after that. Um, I mean, Fulton, Dean Portman, probably. I mean, Hannah asked a very dangerous question. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't, uh, that's like, good. You know, these are the questions that that need to be asked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which one of the characters in the Mighty Ducks trilogy might have been secretly gay? I mean, like, just going down the list, you had Jesse Hall, Ken Wu, Averman we already mentioned, Luis Mendoza we mentioned, Peter Mark, Russ Tyler, Tammy Duncan, Tommy Duncan, hey, Harry Hall. Another hot take. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to, like, first blush, I would say no. But if you look at it, like if if it was someone like Banks, I could see it. I could see it there. And I mean, obviously this is nineties, a little different time now, but uh, a little different time now than from the nineties. But I think people would be okay with it. Kevin, I'll take here. I'll take coming in, coming in hot, coming Don't in get hot. Get us like uh, a lawsuit. <laughs> We're way beyond that, my friend. <laughs> Um, Connie might be secretly gay. She keeps Guy at a very solid arm's length the entire series. And maybe it's because she likes women. Counterpoint. They make out at the end of D1. Well, well, I don't really have any rebuttal. I'm just saying. Gee, the entire time is chasing the pootie, and he never gets the. 
the puberty. <laughs> Do you think, Kevin, that maybe that Guy is secretly gay and Connie is actually is also secretly gay and they know about each other? And so it's actually just a, a ruse they have for everyone else, so no one thinks they're gay? This sounds like a, a great spell. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be. This sounds movie. like a terrible movie with like Cuba Gooding Jr. in it or something. Shout out, Cuba. <laughs> yeah. You want to be on the pod, you know where to go. He's got to have a Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, he's probably a big fan of this pod. Like, it's right up his alley. He loves hockey. Um, <laughs> uh, but for the final verdict, I don't necessarily think anyone is secretly gay. I could perhaps see it But it happening. would be great if they are. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Hannah, that was a very difficult question for us to have to <laughs> dance around. But thank you for it. Yeah, keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it took, it took us to a territory we hadn't been before, so I appreciate that. All right, next up, quiet question comes from at CatChan23. This came from episode 51 with our uh, special guest, Charlie Scudder, who had never seen the Mighty Ducks before. So that's the fourth voice you hear in there. So we do this thing called the quack question All right. where people send in their questions and they and we kind of try to answer them. Yes. So, Kevin, do you have the quack question ready? All right. This one goes out to uh, one of our regulars, Cat uh, Chan 23 um, She says, and granted, she, she credits Reddit. She doesn't, nobody specifically, but her question is, uh, did Banks live in Bombay's old house? And I'll go ahead and let Mike explain the context for this. Well, it's an interesting case because, as we remember, Hans points to Bombay, Bombay's house and says, you would have been a duck because they moved the district lines. So now Bombay has that in his mind. He spots, all of a sudden he spots Banks in the wrong district line. How would he know that? How would he know where Banks lives? He might have lived in... in Bombay's house. Now, it makes sense. The one thing I will say is Bombay and D2, when they have the scene, they say he was, he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Banks is from Edina, which is the richer suburbs. So I think Banks might be a little too rich to live in that house, but I can see it's possible. I, I, I agree with what you just said that Banks was too rich because uh, there's one scene where where Bombay is talking to Charlie, is like, you know, I had to kind of take care of my mom, whatever. And you didn't really get the sense that he came from money or anything like that, or his dad gave him, like, you know, left him a ton. I always kind of got the sense that Bombay's dad was, you know, a blue-collar guy, maybe was, like, the head of a union or something like that. Maybe, more like, a beloved guy, like, at the factory. Something like that. And so Banks, of course, is this rich kid. And so maybe, yeah, maybe it is the same house and they just built onto it. Like, he was, you know... You know, um, you know, additions onto it, but it doesn't seem like it would be the same house or even really the same neighborhood. Yeah, uh, and I'll back you up on that because when we have the flashback of him, of Bombay having a fun time out on the ice as a kid, uh, not on the pond, he's shooting into a trash can. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I thought like the Hawks don't have enough money to get themselves a fancy goal. Like this Hawk star can't buy himself a fancy goal; he has to shoot into a trash can. Um, I, I noticed that. Um, but at the same time, that did jump out at me when Hans is pointing at the map. Um, I expect them to draw a line in being like, he lives in your old neighborhood at least, or something like that. 
Yeah, he could live close. There could be some sort of um violation here where Bombay or Banks lives in a diner, but he has a listed address in Minneapolis so he can play for the Hawks. It's the, the old mailbox. Argument. Yeah, the exactly. PO box or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we know the Hawks have a mail a mailbox. I mean, we've we know the Hawks that. are dirty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I have looked up Banks's address, listed address. There is no house there. The closest thing is a gay bar. So, <laughs> um, it might be just a mailbox that 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 address comes from, and Bombay might have seen that. He might have, he might have, which brings up another point: like how much effort did Bombay put into finding kids that were in the wrong district? And, like, how many kids did he look at before he got to bank? And also, was there a kid where he's like, eh, I won't bring that kid up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, you know, Coach, like, that kid lives right next door to Banks. He was like, shut the fuck up. We don't want him, all right? <laughs> yeah. That's not what this is about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's coming to our team for the academics, all right? Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think it's it's – Possible the the mailbox address might have been in some sort of similar area as where Bombay used to live, but I don't think Banks actually lived in the house. At least it's not explicitly clear. Was uh I mean was Hans just really like dropping some really like kind of out there hints like hey they rude you the lines wink wink yeah and like because we well, always get the Leaving sense maps all over like Bombay's yeah. apartment <laughs> just like that Hans like wanted Bombay to kind of seem like he was doing this on his own because you can't just say hey go get banks or like hey you know and go again get Hans pulling the strings exactly yeah. that's exactly yeah. what Hans would do yeah he might have he might have told Bombay where to look so Bombay didn't have to really do all that much uh, digging to find yeah. where banks his listed address was. It'd be like Hans would hide like a, a, a district line map in like some old box in Bombay's attic and be like, need no one like where, where like Bombay's dad's like old hockey gear was. Yeah. And, but, and, and Hans would be like, do you ever go through your dad's old hockey gear? And <laughs> so he would go up to the attic and it would be like this, this like very emotional moment from Bombay. And then, so there would be this emotional connection to the map that he sees, and he would, like, feel like it was his calling to, like, make sure that Banks is a duck. And then some, some random house circled with, like, a mugshot like of Banks, Hans. and his stats are listed you know? there. It has Han's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Definitely. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very possible. I think, I mean, can, you're making... Hey, you can edit that out, right? You're making, <laughs> you're making kids... Documentary, so you don't want to put all that mm-hmm. that back that back alley stuff in there. So maybe in like the raw, uncut footage, director's there cut. Is that scene. Okay, nominee number three comes from Ad Joyce Ng sixty one. Came from episode fifty three. That was our first interview with Sean Weiss, aka Greg Goldberg. So here we go. All right. Um, this one, this one comes from one of our most devout quackalites, um, Joyce Ang. Uh, her Twitter handle Joyce. is Joyce. Oh my God, that was Joyce. <laughs> Joyce is fantastic. Joyce Ang sixty one wants to know how did you and Russ surreptitiously sw- swap pads and jerseys in five seconds? Um, we are just amazing like that. <laughs> um, I think the question is. Did you say surreptitiously? Yeah. 
That's her words, not mine. <laughs> better uh, answer this question if you teach me what that word means. Um. Does that mean kind of it's, a, it's implausible, it's like unlikely? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would say so. I don't, I don't get. I think, I think Joyce is uh, trying to bust balls right now. Um, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, is she trying to like? Is it, is it an honest question or is it kind of like a sarcastic remark? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of what we do. We try to figure out the many mysteries that the ducks uh, leave us. How do, okay, it means. How, how do, you, how do they keep it a secret? Yeah, by the way, surreptitious means keep kept secret. Oh, you have you have some you have a definition for that? Yeah. You're googling it. Um, we did. I did Google it. <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, you watch a movie and there and you know there's this thing where it's like you know suspending your disbelief. It basically means when you're watching a movie, you're not uh, just sitting there the whole time going that could never happen uh, <laughs> because you know how could that happen? So, to Joyce, I would say, Joyce, quit busting my ball. <laughs> it was just a movie. And I yeah. have to hear it and be accountable for some crazy shit that could never happen in real life. Come on, Joyce. The, okay, th this is this is from me. At any point during the movies when you're filming, did any of the kids ever say, there's no way that this would ever work or this would ever happen or this is stupid? I mean, was there anything like that? Definite, um, you know, we were at the age where kind of you're trying to be cool, you know, and there was a definite feeling from at least half of us with every, you know, scene where we're like, quack. <laughs> <laughs> we all felt incredibly foolish and ridiculous. And, uh, you know, you gotta stand there, you gotta be like, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it felt, it felt ridiculous. And, uh, I think a lot of the scenes we did, you know, the, the word cheesy was, was spread around a lot. Like, we all, most of us felt like a lot of the moments were, you know, cheesy. But, um, when it's all cut together and there's like the music, uh, the, this guy, the guy Jack, uh, Redford, he's one of the best and most prolific uh, composers in the business, he he really added a lot to the movie with music. So we're something, you know, uh, you know, like a quack. It's been really cheesy and boring. You throw in an orchestra, ba -ba -ba -na, ba -ba -ba -na, it becomes a little less cheesy. So I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of us were like, "Come on, really? I mean, I'm the goaltender. I'm going to go and score the winning goal." <laughs> that that could never happen. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think they, I think they use those, you know, it's for kids. You know what I'm saying? Joyce. It's <laughs> <laughs> Joyce lady now. <laughs> why, why attack me like that, Joyce? I mean, I can tell it's not a weird, it's not a real question. It's not like she's got a real desire to know something. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a ball busting comment with a question mark at the end and she's not fooling me. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that Russ and uh, Goldberg had practiced that religiously, sure. away from away from the cameras, away from everything. And Bombay knew this possibility could come up, and he obviously planned for it. So they got very good at it, and they got very good at the team hiding it. I think that yeah. would kind of answer her question. I um, think if I if I could rewind, I want to give your answer to my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what I want to do officially. All right. Nominee number four comes from at Antsman Forty One, 
who asked his question in episode 54 that was with Matt Doherty who played Averman. Uh, this one comes from uh, Quackalite Bob George. Uh, his Twitter handle is Antsman41. Uh, he asks, uh, what did you enjoy most out of filming in the Minneapolis-St. Paul region? Oh, wow. Um, being away from school. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> getting to miss my freshman year, which is the awful time in the world. Right? I mean, you guys remember what it was like to be 15. I mean, you guys are running yeah. A thing about the Mighty Ducks. So I'm going to imagine you were awful dorks when you're 15. So, you're on the fringe of society at best. Okay, so you are my. Like there was the cool, there was the cool kid table, and it was like the kind cool. You were like way off to the side, right? <laughs> yeah, we were in the other room. Well, that's where I would sit, except the fact that I was like on movies, but I'm still sitting at a table, and like, I mean, I got to miss being a freshman who looked nine (laughs) (laughs) at a school that was like 2,000 people big and then just show up at the end of the school year and like, and, you know, have my homework faxed in. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then come back and and, uh, just do a school play. Um, I'd say in that, and then being in Minneapolis would also just be being out there with my dad and just my dad and I. And uh, that was awesome. And then part three, playing hockey in the hallways at night with Sean. He would play hockey in the hallway. Wrapped up the hallway, and like there were marks all over the place. And just like tackle each other and, and like, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Our final quack question nominee comes from at Tim Miner, who asks his question in episode 57 and we even expanded on it and turned it into its own full episode in episode 58 tim minor at tim minor um uh is this week's quackalite that and he actually used the hashtag so impressive so way to go tim uh here's this question uh who is most likely to go to prison and write about their experience with Bombay. Oh. And why? That's a good question. This is a good First question. First off, great question by Tim. Yeah, this is this is in the whole thing. I put I would put the one question about which Mighty Duck was gay and then this question. This might be number two in terms of all all time quite questions. My immediate prison in book <clears throat> is uh Peter. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he goes to prison and then he narks on people. Yeah, he's a snitch. Yeah. I can see that. But we, we talked about Carp also being a narc, but he would like narc so he wouldn't get into prison. But yeah. Peter would go and then he would become a prison snitch. And then maybe like write a book like My Life on the Inside. I, I also, I mean, I, I'm kind of maybe reading a little too deep or maybe maybe just deep enough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is he is he is he implying some sort of like sexual experience with Bombay there? What? No. I, I, don't know. I don't think so. I think he's taking Tim, Bombay's Tim, comments about if one Tim, of you, Tim, if you can, you know, uh, clarify this. Let for me see us. that question. I think he is saying like he's taking Bombay's initial comments. But, about, oh, maybe one day one of you will write about this in jail. Yeah, he's saying who would be that one person? I don't think he's implying any other. 
Okay. All right. That. Fair enough. Yeah, I was not... just I was just asking the question, guys. I was just asking the question. Well, you need to take a page out of Tim's book and ask a better question. Yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter. Wow. That was a multi-layered insult. That was <laughs> solid. Uh, but that is, uh, you know, I, Peter was the one who immediately came to mind. Um, I can imagine Gee going to prison for like accidentally killing someone and like some horrible accident gone wrong. What? And, and right? No, no, no. Like an accident, like. Not like a prank or anything, but maybe he, like, his wife, like, was killed by a drunk driver and he, like, took vengeance into his own hands. And so he only got, like, three years. And so he wrote, like, a bestseller in prison or something like that. Because, like, he seems like a sensitive guy. Maybe he talks about his transformation and, like, the rage. How long have you been thinking about this (laughs) storyline? Just a couple seconds here, but. Interesting. Because I'm trying to think which each. And this is gonna have to be another pod, but why each duck would go to prison? That's a that's, that's, that's a, great a really pod. good pod. So, I would, I mean, maybe I should save this for the pod, but for the whenever we do the prison pod, but I don't know if he qualifies because he wasn't there at the time Bombay said it. But I could see Adam Banks going to jail for a little white collar fraud. Oh yeah, some sort of like insider trading deal. Definitely, absolutely. And then yeah, he's trying to capitalize. He sees an opportunity to to sell some books or whatnot, and he starts writing about his life. Adam Banks goes to prison for starting a Ponzi scheme, and he gets all of his his hockey buddies that ended up going pro to invest. And you know, it's a it's a uh, what's his name scenario. Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. I could see that maybe to a smaller scale than that. But that's how he goes to jail. We need to stop talking about this because we need to save this for a while. One last thing to think about. Um, we did talk about Banksy in D3 maybe like getting into like alcohol or drugs or something. Maybe it has to do with that. Maybe he's he sells drugs to the rich kids. Oh, that's true. Something to think about. And I do think we are definitely going to have to expand on this for a future episode. Yeah, I think... Another thing to think about is not just who goes to jail, but who would write about this kind of stuff. Like, could you imagine, like, the incoherent nonsense that Portman would write? (laughs) First of all, Portman has definitely been to jail. (laughs) He was coming out of juvie in D2. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that is a key consideration here, not just... Who could go to jail? Because I could honestly see pretty much all of them going to jail at some point. Kenny Wu, does he go to jail? Uh, I mean, I could see some sort of... Uh, Maybe like figure skating fixing yeah, figure or something like that. figure skating scandal. All right, we, need, we need to stop if we're going to make this an like episode. Yeah. Alright, so... Point shaving. <laughs> Point shaving and figure skating? Yeah, maybe. Get like the Russian judge or whatever. Yeah, he's hooked up with the judge. And then, you know... He's got to take a fall, so the Russian, but the Russian job will still advance him. But his fall helps the Russians advance. There's, there's ways to do it, people. So we gotta just stop talking because we always say we're gonna stop talking. And we there's just so much fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, So all right, another thanks to at Tim Money. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening again. Thequackdeck.com. That is where you'll be able to vote. Get as many votes in as you want. Spread the word. The winner will get something. I hope. I bet it's either going to be some sort of like merchandise. Or maybe we'll have them on the show. Uh, it might be something else. I'm not really sure yet. But the winner will have something. 
So there will be there's an incentive for you to win or for your friends to win or for the person you think should win to win. And with that, enjoy the holidays and remember, ducks fly together. <laughs>